Actually, it's good to be here. It is a little different, obviously, to be preaching in, uh, in the K room to like six people. Um, but if, if this is what the Lord wants, um, the Eddie is going off, you know, I guess tomorrow. So if you go there and watch the competition tomorrow, the only reason I'm not competing is because I had a prior engagement to be here. Otherwise, like Eddie, I would have gone as well. Um, we've been talking about uh, mission, um, God's mission, and the word missions and missional. And um, we talked about how our God is a missional God. Like, God came to us. We saw in the Old Testament, he came to Abraham, and he came to him and, and, and revealed himself and said he wanted to make him a, a blessing to all nations. Right? And then we know that, that God is, is missional in the sense that he sent his son to us. Right to to come and, and save us from our sins. He's always pursuing us and going out and coming to us. Um, I don't know what you think about when you hear the word mission. Um, it, it might be a mission statement at your work. Might have a mission statement. Um, you might think of if you've been in the military for a long time about your orders and what your mission is to accomplish when you get to where you're going. Um, maybe you think of uh, one of the 15 Mission Impossible movies starring Tom Cruise, right? Which um, the plot of each and every one of those movies involves Tom Cruise running really fast, either to something or away from something. Um, but if you've been in church for any amount of time or grown up in church like I have, when you hear the word mission or missions, you tend to think going somewhere, going out. Right? We think like going to a, a foreign place. We think of our missionaries um, who travel and are bringing the, the good news of Jesus Christ to another culture. Um, that's just what we tend to think about because when we talk about missions, we usually mean it like that. And that is definitely part of God's mission is to go out to all the world and, and spread the gospel and to make disciples of all nations. That is definitely part of his mission. But that's not... All of the mission, right? Like, that's the, like, I think we get confused and we put a lot of emphasis on, on going out um, to other countries and stuff because at the end of, of the New Testament, the last thing Jesus says to his disciples before he ascends to heaven is, I want you to go out and to make um, disciples of all nations, right? Teaching them to obey my commands, right? And he says this, and so because that's the last thing he says, there's a lot of weight on that. But that doesn't encompass... He spent his, his three years of ministry telling us to do all sorts of things. So that is the great commission, but we also have the, the great commandment, and we have things that we have to do. So going out isn't, um, isn't bad. That's part of missions, but God wants us to be missional. And what I mean by that is this, that God has a plan for our lives, right? And our plan is to, to, to reveal him to other people. Right? To, to go out um, wherever that may be. It doesn't have to be, um, it could be across the world, it could be across the street. Um, and we're going to kind of talk about what that looks like. Being in mission with God and what that looks like. Um, Danny next week is going to talk about what it looks like serving in mission and community. But I'm not, I'm not, we're not even going to get there yet. We're going to take it all the way back and we're going to talk about what does it look like to be, to be missional with one another. Right? The church. Like, what is it like? What is our mission to one another? 
And um, we're going to look at um, a verse, um, uh, two verses in 1 Peter, and we're going to go through them. And we're just going to take them piece by piece. But this is what it says. This is 1 Peter 4, uh, 10 through 11. It says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Sorry. Uh, I couldn't get my thing to slide over. We're going to pray real quick and then we'll just dive right into this. Uh, dear Lord, we just thank you for loving us the way that you do. We thank you that you're missional, that you're always coming to us, Lord, that you're revealing yourself to us, that you have um, a plan and a purpose for our life, God. And I just pray that um, as we go through these, this portion of scripture tonight, Lord, that you'd be uh, speaking to us, that you'd reveal what it is you want from us, God. Collectively, as a church, individually, as, as people, Lord, what are you calling us to do? And Lord, I also just pray right now as, as I get ready to speak, Lord, you know that I've had a, an interesting day, a struggle today, and I just pray that all the anxiety and bitterness of, of things not going the way that I want them to go, Lord, that um, you just forgive me for that and forgive me for my poor attitude when things don't go the way I want them to go, Lord. I just pray that um, everyone who hears this message would, would hear your voice. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so this verse is talking about us. It's talking about people who already believe in Jesus. So like, while the mission is to go to proclaim the good news to people who don't know it, we're also called to proclaim and be the good news to people who already believe in Jesus, right? When, when Jesus said this to the disciples, when he said, hey, go make all nations, everybody just didn't pack up and leave. Right? They didn't leave and go to other countries. They stayed there. They were impacting their communities and one another. In fact, when we look at Jesus' ministry, Jesus, right, he, 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 he went to other people, but he also had the disciples who he was pouring into who were right there with him. Right? That was part of his mission. And so when we're looking at this, I just want to break this verse down, what Peter is talking about. Right? And the very first thing it says is this. It says, God has given each of you a gift. From his great variety of spiritual gifts. Right? So the first thing is this. Is that we all have gifts. Right? It says everyone has a gift. Now it's using a singular at this part of the scripture. Meaning that we have. Everybody has at least one gift. But I want you to know that. Uh, we're going to be talking about two different kinds of things. Because number one. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ. Then we all have the gift of a new life. Right? And with that gift, we are to serve one another. Right? We all have this gift of new life. But he's also talking about that he's given us some, some special gifts, some, some gifts that are different, right? that were gifted in different areas. And um, it's important to know that because sometimes people come and they start coming to church and, and they just become spectators. They become consumers. They come, but the Bible is saying that they have a gift and that God wants them to do something with it. But how do you know what you're gifted in, right? How, how do you even know what, what your gifts are? 
I think the only way to know is to, to start trying things out, right? You have to try things out. Like, you could be really gifted at dancing and never know if you've never danced. LeBron James wasn't born, and he knew from the beginning he was gifted at basketball before picking up a basketball. He had to go out and play basketball, and as he played and things came easier to him than it did to other people, he was realizing that he was gifted, right? And even take that example of, of like LeBron James, he is a gifted athlete. There's a gazillion gifted athletes, but his gift is, is more gifted than other gifts, I guess, right? So even when we're talking about, hey, you might be gifted in this, that doesn't mean you're the best in it or that, that um, you're better than everybody else. It means, hey, this may come easier to me than it does to other people, but you will not find out what your gifts are unless you're trying things out. Right? And so when you're trying things out, you got to see, what am I gifted at? And when we're talking in, in, in church, um, like, how do you serve one another in church? How do you find out your good thing is, hey, man, you got to get involved. Right? I'm going to get involved. I'm going to try to plug myself in. Maybe I'm going to come and help with the coffee ministry. Or maybe I'm going to go help with the kids. Or I'm going to go help with women's ministries. And you may find you're not gifted in those things. Right? But that's how you find out what your gift is. But the thing is, I want every believer in here to know is that you have a gift. And if you don't know what your gift is, then you need to start praying about it and asking and trying to find out what that is. Because the Bible says we all have gifts. Which brings me to the next point. If we all have gifts, this is what we're supposed to do. It says, use them well to serve one another. Right? So it's important to know that you have a gift. And it's important to know what that is because there's an expectation of you with this gift. It says, use them well to serve one another. God gave us those gifts to serve one another. Now, here's where it gets a little, a little tricky for me and a little different is that um, I, I grew up in a, in, a, in a Christian tradition that was all about serving others. Right? It was all about, um, I'm part of the Salvation Army, and, and like one of their big things is just others. It's always about others. It's about going out and serving others, which is a great, great, noble thing to do. The Bible wants us to do that. But I think what happens is there is a big difference between serving others and serving one another. And here's what I mean by that. Like when our focus is on serving others, it's really easy for us to say, yeah, I'm supposed to serve someone that's other than you, right? Like, I know I'm supposed to be serving, but it's someone else, right? I, I'm supposed to be serving, but it's someone other than my family. I'm supposed to be serving, but it's someone other than the people in the church. It's someone other than, oh, they're going on to Mexico for the mission trip. I'm called, but I'm called to serve someone other than that. And it's always about something else, somebody else. It's easy to say, oh, this is not who I'm supposed to serve because I'm called to serve over here. But when the Bible talks about one another, like others always mean someone else, but one another always means everybody else. Right? Everybody else. Like it says, use your gifts to serve one another. There's no, there's no wiggle room to get out of it. Right? And so what does that one another look like? Um, I would say this, that obviously that, that, that we're talking about we're supposed to serve in this body, that we're supposed to serve one another, that we function together. All of our gifts, um, Paul says, we're like body parts, and that we all are needed to, to function together. But um, as someone who was growing up in church, I know that it's very, very easy to, um, 
to think that serving and using my gifts is always for other people outside of my realm of, of influence. And what I mean by that is this. It's very easy to say, oh, I'm going to church. Now it's time to use my spiritual gifts to, to serve other people. Now it's time to, to, to clock in and do what God's called me to do. Now it's time to clock in and do that mission that God wants me to do, using my gifts to serve other people. I'm going to go do that now, right? And it's very, very easy for someone who, um, who makes a living or is, has, has chose um, being um, a pastor or working at a church as a profession. It it's, becomes very easy to be like, this is where I use my gifts. I clock in and I use my gifts for Jesus and the kingdom and then I come home and I clock out. And I, this is something I struggle with. Um, I don't know, some of you may know that I, I'm part of a, a, a program that I lead with for young adults called Revolution Hawaii and they spend a whole year trying to live in community and love on one another and, and love the community. And I will tell you, there is this very, very hard thing that, that they all go through. It is very, very easy to, to go out and do ministry and love on everybody else and then come back and have no patience or grace or love for the people you live with. Yeah? Uh, we, see, we see this happen. We see churches fall apart where, man, the, the church is going great, but when we find out that, that the pastor's family, man, has been neglected, and it leads to ruin. So he's serving and using his gifts to, to serve the church, but he's forgetting the one another who he's most entrusted to. So if you're a follower of Jesus here today, um, when we're talking about one another, the first thing I want you to think of is, is that we're very, very um, blessed to have people in our lives that are in our families. Right? And so our one another, our using our gifts, and us serving one another starts at home. If you're married, the first person you're ministry to is to your spouse. Our children need to see strong Christian relationships. They need to see what it looks like, right? Jesus, you know, like Paul says, um, that, that our mission is to, to love one another like, um, like Jesus loves us. But he says that we're supposed to love our, our, our wives like, like Christ loved the church, right? That's That's what we're entrusted to. And I, I don't want you to have um, this idea that it's selfish to, to pour into your family and serve your family. Yeah? It's very easy to get that way. We, we're like, oh man, everything is always about other people. And uh, this is something, as I told you, I, that I struggle with because when I first started um, working with Revolution Hawaii, I live at camp with, with a number of young adults and I lived there for a year. And when I first got there, Someone was knocking on my door every five minutes. They always wanted something. You could imagine having um, 15 young adults living with you, right? And 24-7, someone's knocking on, oh, can we have help with this, or we need this, or hey, can I talk to you? And I thought that, man, the only way I'm gonna show God's love is if I drop everything, every time someone knocks on my door, and I go and meet with them. Because that's what, what happens. I have to put everybody else. That's selfish for me to, to pour into my family. I have to go and, and do this ministry. But what I've learned over time and what God has, has, has graciously taught me um, is that what I was really doing was I was modeling something that's broken. Right? That's, that's a terrible model. What I was modeling is that the people that God had entrusted me to weren't as important as everybody else. They were getting all that 
Now, with boundaries and stuff, I'm able to say, hey, I want to meet with you. Let's set a time to do it. I can't drop everything. And the only reason I'm saying that is because I grew up in a, in a Christian home. My parents were pastors. And some of the lines, man, if, you, if you've been going to church, if you're part of our community and you volunteer or you serve in certain ways, lines start to get blurred. And it's very, very easy to go and use something that's good, serving at church, as an excuse or an escape to get away from home. I don't know. I would way rather come to church and, and preach this sermon right now, if I'm being honest. I don't want to be here right now in this room with a video camera. That's honest, right? It's, it's awkward. But I'll tell you this. I would way rather do this than have to sit with my son for an hour and work on Common Core Math. Right? It's the truth. I, I don't want to do those things. And so it's easy for me to say, oh, i got to go help with this. Right? Even though it's noble, oh, i got to go help at church. Some of us are going and helping at church and stuff when, when we know we should be at home helping with our families. Yeah? Our mission, when I say one another, our mission is to one another. That has to start at home. It has to start at home. Our kids need to see strong Christian marriages. And here's the reason why it has to start at home is because our churches need to see strong families. We need to have strong family. Our churches need to be filled with people who are in loving families. We need to model that. And so as I say this, this isn't a guilt trip about how you need to be working at church more or how you need to get plugged in. We want you to get plugged in, and we're going to talk about that. But not at the expense of, of the one another that is in your circle at the house. Yeah? That's got to come first. And God will, will help you with that. Um, so God gave us this gift to serve one another, right? And um, the next thing he says, so it says, God has given each of us a gift from his great variety, and he wants us to use them well to serve one another. Um, some translations say he wants us to be a good steward, right? Which is interesting because a steward is like being a manager. Um, if, you're, if you've ever been a manager um, before of something, like uh, if you were the, the nighttime manager of Wendy's, um, you don't own Wendy's, right? You're the manager. You're there and you're, you're helping the company and you're providing for the customer, right? You don't own it. So God's saying, hey, I, want, I gave you these gifts, but I didn't just give them for you, just for you to have. Like when you go to a birthday party, you get a gift, it's for you. But God's saying, hey, I gave you this gift so you could be a good steward and use it for other people. Right? So that's what he's saying. He wants you to use it well. Right? And so um, it goes on to say this, though. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Then do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. This is important, too, because uh, not only does God give us a gift and want us to use it to serve others, but God empowers us to use those gifts to serve others. Right? Even when you're gifted at something and you want to do it in your own strength, the Bible's saying, no, use God's strength. God's going to give you the strength to use his gifts to serve other people. So like when you say, man, I'm way too tired to do this, that's good because the Bible says that God's strength is made perfect in your weakness. When you stop doing things in your own strength, God's saying, thank God you stopped. Now, I, now can you let me do what I want to do through you? Right? And he wants to, to give you the power to do those things, um, in, sorry, to do the things that he set out for you to do, he wants you to depend on his power to do them. Um, sorry, I'm trying to have a little hard part here. Um, 
And why does he want us to do all these things? He wants us to do it so to bring him glory. The end of the verse says this, then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. It brings him glory. Um, when we use our God-given gifts and his power to serve others, God gets the glory. Um, just another thing, just a bit of honesty with me, is that I have done, spent a lot of time trying to steal God's glory. Yeah? Uh, it's, I don't know if it's human nature or just Fulton nature, but I tend to want to get the credit for things. Yeah, I would tell you, I would tell you that, hey man, I, I just, yeah, God, 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 I think has gifted me with this, but when I perform in those gifts, I really want some of the credit, if I'm being honest. And that's not what it's about. Right? He's saying that God's saying, hey, those are my gifts for you to use to serve one another, to serve each other, so people can see what's going on in your family, at the church, and they can see what's going on, and then I get the glory. Yeah? Then people will see what it's all about. And this is the problem that we have is that right now we live in a culture where people see the church and the church is messed up. It's full of messed up people, which is okay because that's who, who, who Jesus wants in the church. But they don't see the stuff that, that they're supposed to see as well. They don't see the, the, the body functioning like it should function. When God gives us all these gifts and everybody has different gifts and we're supposed to be using them to serve one another, right? We, we, when we don't do that, the, the church looks messy and deformed and it doesn't function like it's supposed to be, right? It doesn't look like a city on a hill, right? It looks like something that is grotesque sometimes. It looks like parts of our body have had a stroke or have atrophy and that's not what supposed to be, but that happens because people go to church and they don't use their gifts to serve one another. I think I, I read a statistic that said most statistics are made on the spot, but this one is not. It's like 70% of people that are in church aren't actively doing anything in ministry related. They're not actively using any of their gifts. They, the only thing they're actively doing is coming and sitting down. I heard a, a guy speaking this, um, this week and he said that, like, even the way we have our churches where everybody, everybody is in rows, right? Like, it, like it's a, a theater production, right? We, in, not in pur on purpose, but a side effect of that is we are just setting people up to just be spectators. They come and they sit. Isn't it weird that uh, we're talking about serving one another? And we even call Sunday service, Sunday service? Wait, wait, who's doing any serving? I don't know. Like, it's called Sunday service. Hey, I'm, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to the morning service where I'm going to sit down the whole time and just listen to somebody. That's my service for today. In fact, you know, like, uh, uh, <laughs> traditionally, when I go to a Sunday service, I will tell you this, that we sit there, like, no one even gets up. They have to pass a plate to you. You don't want to get up. And anytime they say, hey, we're going to stand up for the song, everybody's like, oh, geez, here we go. <laughs> right? And that's Sunday service. Like, that's not a service, that's a, that's a show, right? And what, what we're doing is, is that we, we become spectators when we're supposed to all be involved. God has given you a gift and he expects you to use it. Um, 
just in, in, in kind of closing, I, I want to get to the Jesus part. But let me just get to this quick review. It's just quick slides real quick. In this verse, what it's basically saying is God has given all of us a gift to be used to serve one another, not just somebody else out there. Not You're not waiting for, for somebody to serve. Everybody, one another. He empowers us to do this. And he does it to bring God glory. We do this so we can bring God glory. Right? He gets all the credit. Um, I like the way Jesus puts it. Because sometimes, like I told you, you might not know what your gift is. You might not know. You're going to have to go and find out. But, but Jesus basically says the same thing in um, a different way. And in John 13, 34, and 35, he says this. He says, a new command I give you. Love one another. As I have loved you, you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. See, he's basically saying what, what, what Peter echoes in, right? He's saying, hey, my gift is my love. I've loved you. I want you to love people like I loved you. And in that way, God will get the glory. So if you don't know what your gift is, what you do need to know is this. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, the gift is he loved you and he served you to death. To death on a cross. Right? And he says, man, I want you to love one another. Again, that's everybody. That's everybody. I need to love my spouse like Jesus loved me. I need to love my kids like Jesus loved me. When I come to church, I need to love everybody here like Jesus loves me. And we're going to talk about when you go into the community, this is what we do. We love one another. I like this because... Here's the deal. Sometimes we can get caught up in gifts, and there, there's a reason why the Bible says that it's a gift from God out of his grace. Grace means you didn't do anything to deserve it. You didn't merit it. You didn't do anything to get this gift. But sometimes, man, we get proud in our gifts. Right? We get proud, like, oh, I'm, I'm gifted in this. And the truth is, is that when he wants us to love one another, like, that's a gift that we could all, all do. Right? We can all love, but, but here's the thing. The Bible's pretty clear. Like, it's saying you can have any of these gifts, but if you don't have the love part, then what's the point? Right? The Bible says you can have the gift of prophecy and all knowledge, and you can have the gift of having a faith that is, is so powerful that you can move a mountain, but if you don't have love, then what, what's the point of the gift? Right? If you don't have love, it doesn't say it the other way around. It doesn't say, hey, man, if you love people, if you love people the way that Jesus loves them, but you don't have the, the gift of prophecy and don't have the knowledge and don't have a faith that can move mountains, then, then what's the point? But it does say, man, if you have these gifts and don't have love, then, you, then it's, it's pointless. And so a good place to start is, hey, are, am I loving others? Am I loving one another? Am I being a city on a hill? Am I being the salt of the earth? Am I being the light of the world to everybody I come in contact with? Because when people see us loving like Jesus loved us, that's how the kingdom goes. That's how the gospel gets spread. When they see that and when they hear it, um, just real quickly, I don't want anybody to think that I'm saying that it's only by our actions. I, I think there's a, a tendency in church to to pendulum swing, you have people saying, oh, the, preaching the gospel is preaching the gospel. We're called to go out and preach the gospel and, and use words, and that's it. And that's, that's part of it, right? We're supposed to speak the truth in love, right? 
But sometimes, but, the, but that's not all we're supposed to do because good God talk without God actions is worthless, it says in James, right? Like we're not only supposed to go and, and speak the truth in love, but we also have to, to show the world that our love is, right? We have to go not just in word, you know, just not in, in words, but in action and in deed. We're supposed to go. And so like when we love one another, when we do it, when we love them, when we teach them, we love them when we're helping them. We love them when we feed them. The same thing is like, this is what's been modeled to G by Jesus, right? He wants us to love people like he loved them. And he loved people on the masses, but he also loved people individually. Yeah? He went out, but he also had his, his group there. And he was always ministering to them. Yeah? He was speaking wisdom, but he was also healing their wounds. Right? He was admonishing them, but he was also comforting people. Right? And it's, I wish I could give you guys a cookie cutter formula of what it looks like to live in mission with God, but I think it's just, just this. Living in mission with God is actually living with God and, and, and being with Him and being led by the Holy Spirit. Right? He gave us a spirit to lead us up into so many different ways. There's going to be times when the Holy Spirit prompts you to, to talk to somebody about Jesus. And there's going to be times when the Holy Spirit prompts you to shut up and do something about it. And there's going to be times when, when the Holy Spirit asks you to do something that you would never do in a million years. But the thing is, is that if you have in your idea what your gift is and how you're going to serve, then you're not going to be open to what the Holy Spirit wants you to do. Right? And that's the last thing I, I, I want to say that I think is very important. Is just because you're not gifted in a certain area doesn't mean that I exclude you from doing it altogether. Right? Now, you might have the gift of hospitality. Hospitality might come really easy to you. You might like to clean your house, invite people in, and have good food. Right? That might be your gift. You love that. But even if it's not your gift, you, you should still be hospitable. Yeah? You might have the gift of, of, of comforting somebody and having the right words, but even if that's not your gift, that doesn't give you a, a, a get-out-of-jail-free card, we're called to comfort one another. And so whatever it is that we're doing, we're doing it for the glory of God. So if you're gifted in it and it comes easy, glory to God. If, it, if you're doing it and it takes every bit of, of effort to do it and it's hard for you and you're only doing it in the strength of God because you know you can't do it on your own, then, then God gets the glory. And so, we're, I don't know, it's weird because I'm talking in this, in this microphone, I don't know if anything I said makes sense today. But, if I left you with anything, it would be this, that God loves you, he's come after you, he desires everyone to know him and to love him, and the way he shows people his love is by his disciples, by his followers, loving one another. When people see that the church is loving one another, then they'll they want to know more about Jesus. Yeah? They, they'll want to know. You, you, know, you know when you see somebody who um, all of a sudden looks thinner or they look like they've been working? You ask them. What do you ask them? Man, what have you been doing? Right? I, I can see the difference. What have you been doing? I want to know what you've been doing. Right? That's how we should be as a church. They should say, man, how is your life so different? What are you doing? What is it about you? And it points to Jesus. You wouldn't go up to somebody um, whose teeth were all messed up and yellow and like, man, what have you been doing to, to, your, to your teeth and stuff? They look great. Because they, they would first of all, no one would say that because they'd be embarrassed, right? You wouldn't go up to somebody and say, man, what's your secret? Right? You wouldn't go up to somebody and say, who's obviously been gaining weight and struggling with their weight and say, hey, man, what have you been doing? What's your secret? 
right? But that's what we kind of do with church, man. Our churches are messed up. Sometimes we're messed up, and we're and we're not doing well. And then we want people to to inquire about, man, what's so what's so special about church? Why should I be coming to church, right? But when we love one another, when um, we have days like I had a day today, and we can show grace in one another, do you know, like when I'm Sorry, this is a, a weird tan. I'm just going to say it to you right now. I was thinking about this idea of mission trips, you know, and how we go and we minister to other people. And I was thinking about the one another, how it should be with our family. And I will tell you this. In my family, anytime we've been on a family trip, that is the least like God I ever am. My patience is super short. I have, I'm always in a bad mood, you know. I'm always yelling at my kids, right? Like, what kind of mission trip? Like, I'm on a trip, and I, everything I'm doing is not showing Jesus, right? I don't know. And I, God has really convicted me. Like, like, dude, your mission is to your family. Your mission is to, to everybody in this room. Your mission is to the people at work. The mission is all the time. Yeah? You, it, it's, it should be when people see you, they see the light of the world. It's not a light. You're not the light switch of the world where you turn it on and turn it off. You can't hide light. Yeah, I don't go to a place and turn it on. They'll see me coming from a mile away. But I need to do that to one another. It's not just me trying to be Jesus to people who don't know him. It's me trying to be like Jesus to everybody. My brother, my sister, my wife, my kids, my pastor, um, my assistant pastor even, and even the, even the, the worship guy and the, and the camera guy. Daniel Adams back there on the sound. I need to be Jesus to everybody I come in contact with. Not Hojo, I don't know. That's a different, different story. But anyways, I know I've rambled a lot, and um, I just thank you for listening to me ramble. And if you have any questions, or if I said something wrong, um, please email Mike promptly about, about those things, and he'll get back with you at a later date. Um, let me just close in prayer, and pray that you guys have a, a great week.